Welcome to Everybody Loves Reagan, the officially unofficial podcast for the Americans on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 4, titled Dime Bag. That looked more like a nickel bag to me. That was a pretty small bag. I don't know. Like, back in the 80s, I think a dime bag is bigger than that. A dime bag of weed? Yeah. What is a dime bag? $10 $10 bag. worth of weed. Yeah. I think in the 80s, 10 bucks buys you more weed than it does. I have no idea. I mean, I was just being born when this was coming out. I wasn't smoking weed at the time. It's like, is a dime bag roughly like two joints worth? Three joints worth? Probably. Probably somewhere fat in your there. Joints are. Yeah. Are we talking joints? Are we talking yeah. Points? Who's rolling your joints? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know this little girl rolling joints or is Philip rolling your Phillip joints? Philip was rolling some Philip Morris. <laughs> Fat, fat. I mean, it seems like to uh-huh. me that those were uh, th- those were a hefty, generous uh, rolls. Maybe just a really loose roller. Okay, he does, doesn't pack it very much. It's just you just you're inhaling the plant material into your lungs. It doesn't even burn. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, why I like not? Like it. Uh, yeah, dime bag. What do you think of this episode overall? Uh, you know, and maybe this came across in the podcast last week. I was kind of bored by last week's episode. Uh huh. Um. I thought this episode was a lot better, maybe because there was just this uh, tension of like, oh, my God, is Philip really going to have to seduce (laughs) this little girl? So far, yes, he is seducing her. And, you know, the obvious ramifications that has to his opinion on what they do with uh, Paige Mm -hmm. and him and Elizabeth finally staking out the lines over this is really... And Elizabeth's and mine no longer an argument about what we should do with Paige. It's I think we're going to do this and this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And whether you like it or not. Setting it up beautifully for a conflict between them. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's Maybe a physical conflict, potentially. Definitely some sort of battle of wills here. Uh, I'm I'm excited. That got me excited. Who wins in a straight-up fight? Man. uh, No one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no one i mean Paige is gonna lose they're both gonna lose no i'm talking about it, a physical confrontation who physically oh, wins philip or elizabeth who i think probably fight? probably philip really yeah i mean he's stronger philip's got the strong the size advantage however yeah. he's not as committed to the cause and i feel he like he's pretty that, committed to his daughter though like and, in this particular fight i think they both have horses in those but i also think you gotta you gotta uh he's gonna hold back whereas i don't think elizabeth is Elizabeth loves the cause more than she loves anything on this earth. Uh-huh. Philip loves his kids and his his fake wife more than he does the cause. So he's so he not couldn't gonna... bring the thunder the way that she no, would. like she'll snap his arm off and not yeah. even think twice. Punch him in the balls. Hit him with a motorcycle. Hit him with a motorcycle. I don't think Philip goes there with her. Like all if, right. if all else all being right. equal, then maybe. But if you if you if you go with motivation, the heart. It's not the you know it's not the size of the sure. dog in a fight. Rocky, Rocky showed me that. There you go. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Yeah, she's got a lot. She's got a big dog worth of fight in her. It seems. All right, I could buy that. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's there's a lot of stuff going on here with Nina. Um, a lot of stuff with Stan. I I kind of really am eager to just talk about how ridiculous Stan is turning uh, in these last few episodes. All right, before we get started on the episode itself, uh, this it was directed by Thomas Shlamay. Shlamay, I've heard. I that said name Shlamay Sh- last yep. last episode, and uh, the the, the Bowman uh, gave me a little help on that. I think I got it right this time. Shlamay, hmm. uh, who directed the previous episode, uh, so we already know about him, and it was written by Peter Ackerman. Which, interestingly enough, his writing credits uh, are Ice Age, 
Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and The Americans. He wrote an episode last year, New Car, which I believe is the one where Philip got his... Camaro. Camaro? Camaro, yeah. yeah. I was almost a Trans Am, which, easy mistake to make. Uh, and also, Things You Shouldn't Say Past Midnight, which I don't even know what the hell that is. Hmm. Never and heard now of this, it. Now, and now this episode. So, All right. kind of a rookie writer, but it doesn't seem any worse, worse to wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what do you got? What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Stan. I know you've always considered Stan a wet blanket, and I'm definitely coming around to that. I'm definitely. telling you, this guy is the most boring character in. I won't say television history because that's that's a but. Yeah. Certainly, of all the shows we're watching right now, he's the boringest main character I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The way he performs, the way he is doing his entire life seems to be too little too late okay sure except for his career i mean and and he's gotten pretty far in his career he's carrying a torch for a woman who never cared for him Uh uh-huh and he i don't know i just don't like stan i still don't like stan and he's still carrying a torch for a woman who no longer cares about him and i don't know that that's that's the the funniest thing is when he goes to her and these past two episodes and is like pouring his guts out no one cares, Stan. No one cares. And he's fighting for a relationship that I don't think he really believes in. It's just yeah. he doesn't want to be alone, and he doesn't want to not see his son. Mm-hmm. And Nina got... It's not like he, a uh, clear eye and you know sober mind, decided to just end things with Nina. Yeah. It was either continue things under who knows what circumstances and it, it definitely betray his country... Mm-hmm. Or let her be deported and possibly executed, and that just happened. Uh-huh. And he's trying to get trying to get his wife back. So it's like, I don't know. It, there might be an interesting story about Sisyphus trying to roll that boulder up the hill again and again. <laughs> but I don't believe this is the the most interesting performance and subject matter to give him. Sure, and I think Sisyphus is a more interesting character. <laughs> they they need to give him a little bit more edge. Like I started, I I I stood up, paid attention when he uh, called Oleg's bluff on the gun to the back of the head deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of was interested in him telling the Est guy to fuck off. I kind of like nothing left to lose, Stan. Yeah, like if Stan goes full like John McClane, nothing left to lose sort of deal. Like I kind of want his wife to get a restraining order on him now. His I guess it's still his wife. I kind of want him to get a restraining okay. order. Like, uh, stop push, showing push up, deeper. asshole. Yeah. I have moved on. I'm really glad that you're aware that you're an asshole and you neglected your family for years and years and years for your country. Uh-huh. However, I have moved on, and you need to get the fuck out of my face with this weak-ass, est-stalking bullshit you're doing. Yeah. I, I would be totally cool with that. Uh, I, I say heaping on him. Keep it on Stan and see what happens. Where are you at with the Stan and the Defector, whose name um, they tried to get me to remember by saying Let's it just like, call her Milky Way. Zanita. Zanita? I think it's Zanita. Sure. The Milky Way. You're right. The yeah, Milky Way. Uh, <laughs> I think Stan is reaching. Stan is really fucking reaching here. And I'm not sure that it's not going to go the way he thinks it's going. But when he hands her that Milky Way and like somehow implies that every time she sees a Milky Way, she needs to eat the Milky Way she's or she's the full of shit. Jr. of Milky Ways. <laughs> I, I don't understand what is going through his head here. Like, I I love Snicker bars. 
I routinely walk past Snicker bars without buying them. God forbid he ever takes her to a Walmart <laughs> because she will be dead within an hour. I yeah, that they they played that off like it was a big moment on the show, and I'm just like, are they? Do they want me to think that Stan is losing his mind? He destroyed a public I, restroom. I think so. I think so. Yeah, you're right. He destroys that restroom. Uh, and and I wonder because I'm trying to think. Like, so John Boy, who is the uh, his boss in the FBI, uh, took his concern seriously. He's like, ah, but you know, are you at the losing sleep stage? And his mm-hmm. response was. I don't sleep that well anyway, which I'm wondering, is that a show trying to tell me that Stan is off kilter? I think so. Because I, with all I, the events that happened to him last season and the beginning of this season, I think so. And I, I, I had this kind of germ of the idea last week that maybe this is uh, the inverse of his suspicions of the Jennings. Yeah. That he had legit suspicions that he later dismissed as silly. He's now having silly suspicions um, that he's going to take seriously and get himself in uh, job performance issues. Like maybe he's like, people aren't going to go out on a limb and right after he professionally embarrasses himself uh, and like say the KGB kill this woman and it proves that she was legit. He's going to then have renewed suspicions about the Jennings, which his Hmm. boss is not going to even want to hear. Okay. It's like, Oh, Oh, your neighbors are now working for the Russians. Okay, Stan. So he's going to have to go rogue and try and find it out. Plus, we were talking about how it would look for an FBI agent to go to this particular style of public therapy. Sure. I don't think that would be uh, welcome. When we were watching, you're like, man, imagine if his boss is here and there's these people having like intense sharing and talking about the inner feelings. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of pinko shit that I don't think early 80s counterintelligence people would be encouraged to do in fact they'd probably be discouraged and i i wonder if the uh bureau doesn't have like staff therapists just for that reason totally i mean look at like the departed you know uh that's the entire role of you know mark Wahlberg and or not mark Wahlberg, uh matt damon and Leonardo dicaprio's girlfriend in that movie that there are people there designed for these people to talk to because any secrets that they need to spill to get therapy can't be given to outside sources. Um, so, yeah, of course they have therapists in there. They would not approve of him going to any kind of therapy outside of the FBI. So I feel like that they're setting this up for him to be laid low professionally because maybe they find out about his imp- – maybe some of this questionable behavior leads them to investigate internally and they find out more about Nina but or Nina, and, and all this is going to come to head professionally when he finally makes the connection to the Jennings. Like, I just feel like that is almost obvious to me hmm. where they're going with this arc. All right. The problem with it is I don't really care about Stan. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's if, if it goes down that way, then I'm going to be like, well, of course. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I think they've done a fairly good job of showing that decline, if that's the case, if that's where they're headed with it. Uh, I mean, between him losing Nina and his wife at the same time, uh, Oleg coming in and trying to blackmail him, I could see why that would make him suspicious as to their intentions and, like, who might be around him doing the same thing. What about S. Tory? Because one thing they they have shown us is how spies use these kind of groups 
Um, and, and we know the Russians are always looking for people's security clearances and investigating, find out their weaknesses. It would be very strange if the Russians weren't doing the same thing to Stan mm-hmm. and seeing his fragmentary message and all this stuff. Um, some woman comes out of the blue and ingratiates herself to him in this episode. What's the chances that Tori is some kind of Russian agent that they're running a, you know, a, a scheme that, that, you know, Stan nor Philip has any idea about. They're not zero. And that's why I like it because Stan should be very paranoid. Yeah. That's the thing that's interesting about the show is that like, even some things are obvious might be obvious to set us up and yeah. something. And you also kind of like are paranoid. Mm-hmm. Like every person, these people meet. I mean, that's one of the reasons I went off on my crazy pastor Tim theory, which I got to say, I see Pastor Tim coming in the door, and I'm saying that's a Soviet era. That's a fucking. Wig, that's a Soviet man. surplus wig he's wearing. Oh yeah, he's center through and through. He's straight up recruiting Paige and y'all can come at me. Yep, come at me if you don't think so. You're right. His hair. I'm only it. semi joking, but I'm saying there. It does instill like a paranoia. But every time you meet a new character, what the hell? Sure. Like, and, and when their hair is that bad, I... Nina gets assigned somebody. Is she there to figure out Nina's loyalty? Is Nina there to figure out her loyalty? That's what they want us to believe after this episode. You're right. That's what they want us to believe. I don't know which one to believe, honestly. And I think the show is doing a great job of putting me in so you... the headspace of a spy. Okay. I... Th- hmm. What is... Why do they have Nina with her? Like, I don't think that she is a test of Nina's loyalty, or at least not in the way that I thought so. I mean, it seems like it's just kind of fairly on the surface. Mm-hmm. We need you to get this girl to crack, and then we'll go easy on you if you do. Sure. That's the the text proper there, yeah. Okay. Do you think it's still possible that somehow she's a double-triple agent threat? What I don't like about this scenario is the way in which Nina arrived here. Okay. Because... She has been a double agent before. Triple agent. For both sides, yes. Uh, They certainly know that. There's no way they trust her at all going forward, right? Yeah, but if you don't trust someone, the best place to have them is in jail where there's... In tracksuit prison, I agree. My thing with Nina is why would Nina trust them to do anything? Fair point, too, yes. Uh... What I'm saying here, though, is they are probably not playing Nina straight either. I because why would they? Totally agree. Totally I mean, agree. if if they really, they can't trust her. At some anymore. point, they got to get to like this is your last, last, last chance to redeem yourself to the Rodinia uh, Nina, uh-huh. Uh-huh. the Rodinina. Uh, yeah, I I don't buy that she is there to get information out of this girl. Uh, do you think it's possible? Because it seems like Nina's primary uh, ability to manipulate people has been her sexuality. Yes, I mean I don't think that's that's a that's a question at all. No, I felt like as I was watching her. Um, number one, I, my first thought was, "Oh, Nina, you might be moving a little fast on this." Now we don't know how much time is passing, but I I felt like the Russians came to interrogate her, put her back in the cell. Later that evening, she's like, "I'm going to open up to you and be your best friend." Yeah, that feels like something that could blow up in her face. However, did you get and I, and I, I'm not properly calibrated in the intimacy between women as heterosexuals versus homosexuals, but I felt like um, at the very end my radar perked up a little bit when that girl like stroked her face. 
Like hmm. that the Soviets might have found out that she is a lesbian or bisexual. And one of the reasons they are putting them in there is so that she could use her obvious appeal on this target as well. I didn't get that. All right. I might I be crazy. You, you could be crazy. I could have just missed it. And I thought uh, it was completely innocent. Oh, she's putting her arms around and she said she's trying to comfort it. But when she she stroked her hair and like put took the hair out of her eyes, I thought that was a little further on the intimacy scale than I would expect a uh, you know, two people in this situation to show each other if it was just all up on, mm, uh, on the mm. up and up. Yeah. I, I don't, the kind of spur of the moment nature of it, just this woman waking up in a frantic screaming fit, uh, I think warranted that kind of, uh, calming. That's so I, di- I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Um, do you think the lover puts Philip in a situation where he has to seduce a man? Oh, that'd be interesting. I think it'd be interesting too. Yeah. See what his reaction is to that. Yeah. What do you think his reaction would be to that? Well, what kind of guy does Philip strike you as? I tell you what, if he ends up seducing this 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 little girl <laughs> and all bets are off at seducing a dude, then I'm going to be like, wow. But on the other hand, there's a lot of like Philip is not a, a is not an American agent in the year 2014. Sure. Philip is not Archer. No. Uh, Philip is a man in the early 80s from the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you've checked the news lately. Soviet Union to this day is not super cool with gay dudes, at least, yeah. and even lesbians. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think that would be interesting whether the Russians would consider doing it, what his reaction would be. There's a lot of stuff about that that in particular. Sure. Just like there is with the seduction of this girl, this, this I am Kimmy. like, man, it is cringeworthy at times. Like, because you know what's coming. Yeah, and I feel like that they are intending us, just like with the stuff in. I mean, this is this. It's like a freak show, man. I'm watching someone bite a bat's head off, and they're like, <laughs> react, react, be yeah. disgusted, and you look at Philip's face at the end there when he's realizing what he's doing. And her reaction to it versus hers reaction, and he's just, I think just as a decent guy, his stomach is turned at the possibility going through with this. And also... Not to mention as a father. As a father of a yeah. of, of, as a girl who's about that same age and might be put in a similar position one day. Oh, yeah. It's... it's I, And how... So I looked it up just to see, because I'm like, if this girl is... She looks like she's 15, 16 years old. If she's like that in real life, I'm like, there's no way they can have this guy seduce her. There's just no way. <laughs> like, not on basic cable. That's uh-huh. just too much. In real life, this woman's like 21. And I've, I I thought she looked very familiar. There was this really weird indie film that I end up watching because it involved a woman growing up, a, a teenage girl growing up in a fundamentalist Mormon cult. Hmm, okay. And I'm like, you know me? I'm in on cults. It's called Electric Children. And she played the star of that who had an immaculate conception of a baby by listening to rock music. That's the hook. Um, and is That's what she told her parents, right? <laughs> it's one of those stories where it's kind of Tarantino-esque and you could go back and forth and you see different perspectives and you're mm-hmm. left to openly question. I mean, obviously, if you put your rational hat on, that dog ain't hunting. Yeah. That, er- that egg ain't being fertilized. But... Um, she was phenomenal, um, in that playing kind of in a similar situation where she's a, a young girl 
um, who is being taken advantage of by older men, I guess is one way to look at it. Okay. Um, and that's kind of also, it's like immediately I started thinking, you know, casting agents and what the thing is like, oh God, what are we getting ourselves into here? <laughs> I mean, what do you, what do you do with Philip if he seduces this girl? Like that's that. I, that what do you mean? What do I do with him? I, I'm saying is this show walks such a fine line between us rooting for Elizabeth and Philip and, and hissing at them because they mm-hmm. are the, the geopolitical villains and they kind of dare us to not like these people from time to time. This is a huge, if Philip does this for his country, knowing that he's not even that ideologically committed, that kind of does damage to his character, right? Like this is the, this is the same kind of game of chicken that Vince Gilligan played with us on, on breaking bad for many, many years. So my, my opinion on this is if, Paige wasn't in the situation that she is in right now. Uh, I think I could forgive it a little more. If he goes into this and seduces this girl, realizing full well that this is what his daughter, this is the life his daughter is going right. to be in very shortly, probably, then I, yeah, I want to call a little bit of bullshit on Philip as a, a dude, as a, as a human being. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I, like I said, I, <laughs> uh, I don't know how I don't know. I I don't this this is a kind of hmm I don't know what to do about this plot line. It's pretty gross. <laughs> and it's intended to be gross. It is. But so it's far- same like there's a lot there's kind of a lot of this going on in Banshee right now where like I forget about how fucked up this one particular plot line is and it's like I've been close to noping out of it. Um I don't know. I don't I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. It's it's interesting to me um th- these kind of things that make you really squeamish and really like question if the end is worth the means, and I'm not it, just because because it all comes from the Russian side here, right? Like the American side is kind of left out of the picture in a lot of ways. You don't you don't have very much of the spy stuff over there. You, yeah. ha- you have kind of the 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 orchestration of spycraft at a higher level, whereas you're down in the trenches with with Philip and Elizabeth on the mm-hmm. Russian side. So I wonder if they're not trying to say like. Like, take this interesting look at what it means uh, to do these things for your country uh-huh. um, and and encourage us to say, you know, th- these are Russians here because that's really the only way we can get away with these doing these horrible things. But what if these were Americans? Like, what if this was this shoe was on the other foot and these were Americans doing these things? Would we have the same kind of problems that we do with the way they're doing it on the Russian side? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not just the in-story geopolitical. It's also to from a me-watching television standpoint, at what point does this become so exploitative and so gross that I just don't want to watch it anymore? <laughs> I mean, they're kind of pitching season five levels of unlikability from Breaking Bad at a season three point with this particular character. And also okay. the fact that Elizabeth doesn't bat a fucking eye. Like what? Elizabeth is crazy about how young this girl is. And what when oh, they say yeah. about it, we've never used someone this young, that is a that is a particularly ap- apt euphemism. It's mm. not even it's kind of even worse than, you know, I mean they're just using this girl and they're gonna put her in a compromising situation with either drugs or sex or maybe God help us both. 
that is going to get them marginally closer to their ultimate goal of cracking a asset of the CIA. Hmm. That's gross. Sure. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's and I don't know that it's fun to watch. Yeah, no, it's weird because, you know, we're we're saying all this from the perspective of Philip, who hasn't actually done anything yet, whereas we know that the CIA guy has seduced this girl and is actively screwing her, apparently. Well, no, she wants it, and he's saying, no, we can't do this. This is, I mean, he's he's taking the Philip role, I guess, here. He's driving her around. I like, never got I, that they actually, mm, I think that they're mm. right at the edge, and he's like, look, this is just inappropriate. I can't, this, this can't happen. All right, so we saw the American turn it down. Maybe the Russians aren't going to. Maybe the Russians are willing to do... Well, a little bit more you know, kind of like dirty the, work. The Leftovers had a similar plot where you had an older man and a younger woman, and she seemed like she was bad about it, and he was in a position where he might have. But ultimately, the kind of guy he was, he, I think, walked a straight and narrow. Um, and that, I thought, was an interesting path. And at the whole mm-hmm. time, you're kind of like, you know, it feels like you're on a roller coaster ride. Like, at any time, the floor could drop out. And like, what the hell show am I watching? Mm-hmm. Uh but it, I thought that was interesting. This Philip, I'm super. But man, if he, like I said, he seduces this girl. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. How am I rooting yeah. for this guy? Because he's going. I mean, I guess I'm rooting. If I if I ask myself right now, why am I rooting for Philip? It's because I want Philip to get out of this abusive relationship he is in with this center, and I want him to save his family. Okay. If he does this on the road to that, then I don't know. Yeah, it's the ends and the means. I don't know. I don't know, man. So, do you think I just I don't know, man. Did, did they get away with that? Maybe I'm maybe a, a lot of people are not having a problem with it because they just can't imagine that they're going to actually do this, but Sure. I have a question for you. Sure. How often does Philip neglect to pick up his tickets for the symphony or for a play or for... It's a well-cultured guy. Like, if they're looking Absent through his phone records and they say, okay, well, he has never picked up a ticket. He's gotten 600 calls about tickets. Does this guy just habitually skip out on shows? Well, so I, f- I feel like that some of this subterfuge is just like the wigs. It only works in the darkness <laughs> under casual contact. Like, yeah, yeah. once you have a magnifying glass on you, yeah. this stuff is just all going to evaporate. Like, if the full sure. might of the American government's investigative forces descend upon Philip and Elizabeth, it's pretty much grab, you know, hide your wife, hide your kids, get out of the country. Yeah. Because they arresting everybody up in here. Um I don't sure. know. Uh, I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny that he keeps getting calls and I'm sure never picks them up. So a couple of th- two other th- show piece scenes. Stan showing up at his ex, his wife's house. Oh, my God. At Arthur's house. Oh, my God. Poor yeah. Arthur. Um, And he can he confesses. He tells her the truth. He says multiple times, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just trying to be honest. Mm-hmm. And she looks at him like she'd rather he just walk in the street and get ran over by a bus. It seems to me that honesty in this type of relationship is only useful if you're going to use it to, you know, it's like, it, 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 it same way, like, if you're going to burn down a house to its foundation, that's a destructive act unless you're going to build something else on it. <laughs> sure, yeah. Stan seems like he's doing the demolition part of this relationship to get down to a foundation that at least one party has no interest in building on again. 
Yeah, I wonder if, you know, part of it is not him trying to also knock himself down to the foundations and rebuild himself. Hit ground. Like, he needs her to tell him to fuck off. And yeah. And then it's over and it's never... Cause... That or he needs to get shit off of his chest. Like, he can't just continue to live with these lies, I guess. I don't know. Even if that person is out of his life, you know, they, they tell you to go and apologize to all the people you've offended when you're in, like, AA. Do you think he's the art, that he's going to eventually get into a fist fight with Arthur and that's going to be another thing that... You know, there's got multiple, multiple <laughs> forks in which they can give him the horn, uh, you know, find himself on the horns of a professional dilemma here. Yeah, yeah. Assaulting a civilian, mm-hmm. uh, being wrong about a Russian uh, national that's in your custody and getting her killed or mm-hmm. discrediting her for no good reason uh, and participating in a weird psychology cult. These are yeah. all things that seem like they're bad for him, right? Seems like it. Yep. Uh, you had a really funny joke and watched that. He said that uh, <laughs> uh, he, he he gets he gets on her. He's like, "Oh, all this was bullshit. I needed to tell you the truth." And she just walks away. I was like, "Hey, I expected a clap." Yeah, and I wore my round of applause. <laughs> I was honest. Uh, what do you think? Page? Maybe he should have screamed, "This is bullshit!" At her, you're an <laughs> asshole. This is bullshit. Don't call me an asshole. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Paige and her ambush of her parents. Okay. This was awesome. As they walked into with their eyes wide open yep. with Pastor Tim uh, of, the, of the KGB arm of, <laughs> of the Protestant church. Yes. Uh, what? <laughs> the Protestant arm of the KGB. She wants to get baptized. It's a beautiful ceremony. Mm-hmm. Why are Philip and Elizabeth so pissed off about this? Because they don't want her anywhere near this religion. They don't. They're okay. atheists. They're, A, they're atheists, right? They're I communists. Can... They're 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 evil. They're yeah. evil through and through. Communism and atheism—the two worst things you could be. Uh, that's a big part of it. But the other part is—I mean—they're going to try to indoctrinate her into something else. I don't know that they want her that deep in this other thing that—that hmm. that is completely counter to their goal. So how is Elizabeth going to walk this back after she's been there mailing? After she's seen you know tight khaki Tony or whatever the yeah. hell his name is? She only kind of ever did this to placate Paige, right? Yeah, to get it, it kind of started as that, which I thought that was kind of interesting too. These parents playing, um, it, it's kind of like the whole Disneyland dad, Disneyland mom that happens after parents separate or divorce. It's like we're catering mm-hmm. to these kids' lives and we're wanting to be more interesting and the fun ones. And yeah, yeah, they've both been doing that behind each other's backs, and they're mm-hmm. both hurling accurate accusations about their attempts to brainwash their children. Yeah. That was a super interesting scene. But how does, chocolate cake. I don't see how she walks this back. No, you're you're right. I mean, she's been so supportive of it over the past few weeks. I don't know how she does either. Does Elizabeth show up with uh, leather gloves on and and threaten Pastor Tim next week? It'd be great if every week they were just <laughs> they take turns. One of them goes in there. Henry comes in. <laughs> Did you take my picture? Eventually, Gabriel comes. A in. Mrs. Stan. Yeah, uh-huh. Gabriel plays a game of Scrabble with him. Yeah, Henry I, just breaks in to play the video games. He heard the church he, basement he did, has yeah. pinball machines and Galaga, and it's on free play. What's he going to do? People are going to freak out with you saying Galaga. What is it? It's Galaga. Really? Oh, yeah. How do you know? Oh, yeah, it's Galaga, man. How do you know? I've never heard it pronounced Galaga. There you go. I've Wait. never heard it pronounced Galaga. I've heard it pronounced many times Galaga. Well, if only that was in the game. It, it's like If a... only the game had an accurate pronunciation of itself. You're right, it should. It really should. Well, I brainwashed myself. It should be in Galaga. bad 80s voiceover, like, Galaga. Galaga. What is you, how do you pronounce it? Galaga. And I said Galaga? Yeah. 
uh, you put the emphasis on the wrong wrong syllable. emphasis on the wrong yeah. syllable. I didn't want to do that because it's so cliche. But okay, you went there. Boom. <laughs> I'm not afraid to be cliche. What else we got to talk about? Taco night or steak night? What you got? Oh, steak night. Oh, taco steak night. for me. All Fuck day. your tacos. No. <laughs> steak and chocolate cake, man. What do you? What dessert do you pair with tacos? Fried ice cream. Oh, okay, that's fair. Chi Chi's does that. I think every Mexican restaurant ever does that. No, nah, I'm only familiar with Chi Chi's. I'm from the Midwest. What do you want? Yeah. Chi Chi's or El Rodeo? That's it. Which is a vast front for criminal enterprises. We found out. True. Uh, okay, so I think that's it, right? Um, I think so. Talk about Patchettson. We talked about uh, showing up at Arthur's house. You know what? I I did notice like the spycraft when he's seducing this girl is really good. Uh, I noticed a couple of things just that are very, very subtle, but are done really well. Like when he's talking to those group of girls at first, saying, hey, your your fake IDs are shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talking to the other two girls mm-hmm. to start with, and you can tell she's a little standoffish. But then when he goes and he's about to make the pitch and mm-hmm. give the number to them, he walks through the center of the group mm-hmm. and turns around and stops behind her. So she's got to be the one that takes the, he's the like number. The, he's like the wolf picking off the herd. Yeah, and he's already convinced her friends... So she has really no choice at that point. Oh, wow, point. yeah. I didn't even it's, notice that part. It's fucking beautiful. I did notice the reverse psychology and the whole, like, ah, you know, uh, whatever. I'm, I I shouldn't be sure, involved in this yeah, kid yeah. stuff. And I need to, yeah, this is, I need to be out of here <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, okay. I thought that was good. What What are you, we did a little bit of research on Yazoo, or Yaz. Do it. it said. Let, let me know about it, because I just know they're a synth pop duo from yeah. England. Yeah, had a couple of big hits. Uh, they're called Yazoo in the UK, but when they came over to US and Canada, there's a Yazoo Records, mm-hmm. so they couldn't actually call themselves Yazoo, so they called themselves Yaz. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, one of the guys, I think his name is Carter or the whole damn soundtrack was Chart Yaz this or week, something. damn near. Yeah, the yeah. final scene of him putting her arm around her and looking shell shocked. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, when they put the record on at Paige's house, um, yeah, that album is that album that he gives her is a Yazoo album. Yep, uh, and apparently one of the guys is fairly Christian, or at least grew up really Christian, which I thought was an interesting touch. Hmm. I, I don't know if that's in there on purpose or if that's just a coincidence. Well, but... see, when I first looked up, because uh, I thought it said Yaz, you heard yes. I and did. I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. Popular yes, band is, around sure, the time. sure, sure, sure. Uh, so then um, I just happened to whip out Kazam when they were playing, and I got just barely enough to lock, and I was like, fucking yeah, it is Yaz. Yeah. And uh, when I was first researching, I heard Yaz, and I researched it, and I found that something about him being involved in like Christian synth rock and stuff like that. I'm like, well, this can't be the right guy. <laughs> but no, that's no, him. Yeah. That's And it's kind of interesting that Philip would inadvertently give her... <laughs> More I mean, it's the... not Christian rock. It's not Christian synth pop. No, but it's that like, stuff. I got the opinion it's very Creedy. Mm-hmm. It's Creed-esque. All right. No, I, I, I wasn't even going that overt. I was just going like, you know, it's interesting that in an episode where Christianity is a, a central focus for Paige, yeah, he's given her a record from a guy who was works, very Christian. Works both angles. Works, works from sure. both angles. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's about it. Uh, let's do some pimping. Um, you know, one thing. Wait, we have... wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa. Let's whoa, talk a little bit, a little bit more about Nina. I think there's something interesting there. Okay. Uh, when she is talking to the other girl in the cell, I want to say that a lot of the the stuff she's saying is her kind of reflecting on her own situation. Sure. Yeah. Um, and like how she got to where she is. 
and the the outcome of all this. I, I thought that was just really good that, you know, they can kind of play it both ways there. And, and a nice, good, you know, profile close-up of her kind of reacting to what she's yeah, saying. The, the the bulk of what she's saying is true, but it's a, well, I mean, it seems like some, what she's done is she's changed her motivations to make it more altruistic. Like, I never got the fact that she was trying to help her family out with the stereo caviar scheme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just her being greedy, but this was to help her poor folks back in the Soviet Union. Uh-huh. Which maybe that was. I honestly couldn't tell you on season one what the actual motivation for that behind. But I thought it was just a uh, uh, a greed type of angle. And, you know, the other thing about the whole my whole crazy lesbian bisexual theory is there was that very long dialogue about, are you married? Do you have a husband? Do you have sure. a boyfriend? A pretty girl like you should have somebody. Should Zero have at answer least, at to least that. One. Yeah. Zero answer to that. I forgot to mention that sure. was the other point of me kind of like, huh, hmm, That's true. That's true. She's just like, hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's also funny that she says, you know, you should have at least one where she's, like, <laughs> practically courting Oleg I've got and him Stan stacked, yeah. and i got them like stacked up five deep. Yeah. Five deep. Yeah. got to put them off. Just like, Arcady, like, she's yeah. all over the place. She probably could get our, yeah. Arcady just gave, he's like, he saw Oleg roll in. He's like, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, now can I can I get can I get my yes, phone? Yes, fine. Hey, we haven't done this in a while, but uh, we are trying to get the show off into a bigger audience. One thing you could do to help us out a lot, if you haven't already, is rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, iTunes is where we get like seventy five percent of our new traffic, uh, and the way uh, we attract new sh- new new followers, uh, the way we recruit into the center is for people to rate and review us, which increases our velocity and our heat on the new and new and notable and the what's hot section. And when people search for the Americans, we can be one of the first podcasts to, to show up instead of some other assholes. Um, so if you haven't, please take the time out. It just takes 30 seconds to throw a couple stars our way, throw a couple words, and it would help out a lot. Sure. I, I'm, 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 uh, you know, there's also the club ball movement, all that stuff. But for this particular show, the most important thing is to get it bigger. Yeah. So um, we'll keep the pimping short. Let's get straight to feedback. Scott V said he's the one to send in some feedback on page last week, and he is going to take the – he's just going to shit on me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> three points. My second point was that a discussion about what to do with Paige should have happened at five or six, not that the five-year-old should be told they're spies. So you go off on the problems <laughs> of keeping secrets uh, or secret-keeping abilities of five or six-year-olds. Really, Aaron? That was my point. Tell the five-year-old what's going on. Yeah, that's a great idea. Here's another. Give a five-year-old a gun. Take her on the White House tour so she can take a shot at President Ford or Carter. Yes, I'm being sarcastic. No, I'm not mad. And misunderstanding made me laugh. Oh, okay, because I was about ready to I just put my dukes up. Yeah, yeah. My rhetorical dukes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my point, actually, Scott says, is I've known abused children who lived horrible childhoods and knew damn well they better not speak about it in public. Seamail's taking a turn for the dark. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where this is going. Maybe they thought everyone's life was like this. Maybe they're just fearful. They can even become protective of their abusers. Now, Elizabeth and Philip could have programmed the quote-unquote all that implies their kids from birth and their ideology or a form of it or just blind obedience to their parents. But whatever you teach them, you'd have to keep it somewhat isolated from their peers. This is starting to sound like my upbringing. <laughs> sure. Their upbringing would have to be a form of abuse, in my opinion. The upside is you probably get a little, uh, a nice little soldier when they get older. The downside is that indoctrination and isolation could hurt your cover if people start wondering about your creepy little kids. 
It should have been decided long ago how American to let their kids be. I was trying to initiate discussion about this. Not if a five-year-old could keep quiet about Santa. All right. So that's a much more interesting conversation. Thank you for um, clearing that up for me, Scott. When to indoctrinate, not when to tell. Or just we need to decide when we have these kids whether we're making them American or whether we're raising them to be in the sleeper cell. Because that is – because the interesting thing is – they did all of this as secret agents, not out of love or anything. This was something they were all ordered to do. Mm-hmm. So you would think that if even Philip and Elizabeth, it doesn't occur to them to do this, that the center would have some ideas on how they wanted this to go down. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering how much of the strategy of these second generation illegals is kind of new. Like they kind of went, oh, Oh, we have assets in there that we didn't even think about. They never that's thought how it that, felt. They when... never thought that these illegals would last as long as they did. This deep cover is like an experiment. Yeah, like I. That's how it felt when they were first approached with the idea. That's kind of a cynical way to look at it. That we're going to set up these families to be used like rounds of ammunition. You shoot them out of the chamber, <laughs> and then they're gone. Or, or maybe they didn't think you know this this war is going to last as long. Well, it's it's already lasted pretty long at that point. Yeah, uh, but I. Yeah, it, it just felt to me, for some reason, I can't put my finger on it, that this was a very last-minute thought for them. And that perhaps the first experiment with that was the kid whose parents were killed. Which went poorly. Which went very poorly, yeah. Uh, honestly, after I got Scott's real interpretation, I started thinking that, yes, this seems like something of a plot hole. That... You know what? You you should have some kind of in the last ten years thought something about the end game for you and your family. Sure. Were they ordered to have kids? Yes. Okay. Then that makes me think that this plot is much older. Okay. Than I first thought. Okay. If they were ordered to have children, I don't think that's just for cover, because huh. they can be. You know, just a married couple. Yeah, but that's, have kids. you know, the the fact that's, that adds to their all-American deal, though. It does. It definitely does. And it makes them look less suspicious. You know, your your spies typically don't have kids because of all the danger they're in and all the attachment. Plus, you got all brings. these awesome scenes of, uh, you know, Henry crowing about the United States space dominance and him learning the state capitals and all the state geography. And his yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. the Soviet <laughs> citizen, is teaching him this. Sure, sure. Interesting. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I agree. Like, now is not the time to have done that. Earlier is the time to start that. Uh, Shep says, I've not had a chance to see episode three, nor have I had a chance to listen to your cast supporting it. Um, apparently, the man lost his iPhone and iPod at the same time. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. Wow, that's rough. Uh, I keep a Zoom around just for that just for that reason. So if I lose my cell phone, I've got I got something to fall back what on. What if you lose your Zoom? What if you lose it all? I can't lose it at the same time. My sure, Zoom is fire. like in a glass case in a obsidian vault in my bedroom. There's no way. If I fire then if I fire I either burn to death and I'm not worried about it or my phone is on my ass as I'm running out the door. <laughs> there. There, see? Fine. Unlike the center, Fine. I've thought about these eventualities. <laughs> uh is your son a Russian spy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually trying to deprogram him ah, from good. another mind control organization. Good, good uh, for you. He says, he continues, if you allow me to ask a question that may have already been an answer, 
Uh, I know from reading recap headlines, Shep gives no fucks about spoilers. He's okay. just a, a spoiler junkie, yeah. apparently. Uh, reading spoiler or recap headlines, Elizabeth Busted Tooth is part of show number three. Is there any explanation for why the resident Ventura does not have an underground dentist set up for this kind of situation? Hmm. Where medical treatment is needed but cannot be sought off in regular fashion. This we is talked hor- about this a little bit last episode. And, and I've thought about it since. It's horseshit. Uh, they did have someone to patch up you if you get shot or cut. That person has Novocaine. They are therefore already more qualified to pull a tooth than Philip. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But the scene was squirmy and effective and, I, yeah, all that stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more question. I love finding out about uh, Russian men and their last name thing. Uh, do either of you know why Russians, at least in the spy world of the Americans, address each other with first and last names? Uh, I, I think know. it's for the exact same reason that we address each other by our first names at work. It's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. They're more, um, I don't know. The Russians are interesting cats, man. Like, I would think, uh, I don't know any Russians, but I've read a lot of stories involving them from people that do seem to have a better handle. And I would say that Russians would think Americans are too gross and vulgar in public, but also less real in touch with their core emotional senses. Like, Russians are all about poetry and art and mm. and they they and suffering and and, you know... Uh, love amongst families and all that, where Americans are much more surface level outgoing, but reserved within, you know, immaterialistic. Yeah, and like yeah. All, sure, sure. It it feels glossier, right? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they address each other that way, but I'm sure it is cultural. Yeah, I just don't know the reason. I think it's interesting that essentially when you do science fiction you take other cultures on this planet and you give them a, a race and then that basically feels like an alien culture. Yeah. Like, you know, the China, take, the China, take, take the Chinese empire, set it in space. That feels like an alien civilization. Yeah. It is because it's they, giving it different names. That's the way they roll and their culture and all that stuff is different enough that it's mysterious and exotic and all that stuff. Sure. So Russians are another uh, a good example. And yet it's still relatable on some base level, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. If you if you want to tell like a super compelling story from their viewpoint, they, it kind of needs to be relatable relatable to a human. Uh-huh. It can't be fucking aliens from Alien. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> That shit's impenetrable. That's interesting too for high, uh, yes, hard sci-fi so. where you've got things that you literally yeah. like. That's H.P. Uh, Lovecraft is all about that. Truly alien intelligences that you cert- you can't even comprehend their motivations. Ender's Game like starts like that, but it ends very much as a you're right. He a very human. Back. Yeah, he turns it right, right around on you. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, Jim JJ, Jim Double J said, "I'm of the humble opinion that Americans is the best show since Breaking Bad. Probably even better than True Detective." Ooh. Do not agree, but that's a subjective opinion. I'm also very excited about the ending that history will force on the show. It's now 1982 or 83. It's actually, is it 81 or 82? I think it's 82. Damn it, we just talked about this last podcast. Can you look up that while I'm reading this? In 1989, the Berlin Wall will come down. In 1991, the Soviet Union will dissolve. This will leave Philip and Elizabeth with no one to work for, no one to provide cover for them, and a huge choice about where to go. 
In fact, it'll probably be worse than just that. Their names will likely become available to the FBI through former KGB agents attempting to make Mm. deals with the U.S. It'd be great if the show takes us all the way to the end of the Soviet Union. I would not be surprised if we find end up with a heartbreaking conclusion that finds a family split with Elizabeth in Russia and Philip in the Americas. I do not believe that it will end well for either of them. I don't know that this show can go if, unless you have a massive leap forward in time, which would be fine for me. I don't know this show makes it into the late eighties with this storyline. Yeah, that's a pretty long stretch. It's uh, too it much is... to keep Philip and Elizabeth together at this point. Yeah, this yeah. is starting to feel like a like I think I mentioned this like a four or five season run. Yeah, I I feel like there was an ultimatum delivered this episode in sure. Elizabeth. This is how it's going to be. Uh, unless Philip can do something to change her mind, I don't see how they could stay together. Mm. Uh, 1982, the very, very end of 1982, November 10th is where we were just a little bit ago. So that's probably why this is 82, 83. The other thing I was thinking of is, um, you know, we've been talking about the show's low ratings and whether it gets renewed every year. Um, Mm. I wonder if that's part of the reason they're being so brinksmanship is so if they they're they're in this mode where like Parks and Rec has has been in this for years running where every last show could be the f- series finale. Ah. Sort of trying to put things in places where they can build off of but also is a satisfying conclusion if they don't. Uh-huh. That could be the case. Um The Americans wasn't renewed for se- um season 4, were they? Already? Couldn't tell you. Um, because I thought, I thought one of these shows that I followed, no, um, uh, one of the shows that I, I follow, it just got picked up for two more years and it wasn't Better Call Saul. Anyway. Probably Walking Dead. Oh, was it? Did it get renewed again? I think so for another couple of years. Okay. Yeah. Um, Melody H said, just finished episode four, Dimebag, in the scene where Elizabeth tells Philip in no uncertain terms that they will be moving forward with the page plan. They are so divided and hostile that it makes me wonder... Do you think we'll ever get to see a physical fight between Elizabeth and Philip? It brings me back to Ozymane. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, There's a little bit of a spoiler here. Um, It seems like we are heading that way with the Americans, and I think about it. The scene would be amazing. I'm not sure at all who would win. It would be a dynamic scene physically and emotionally for those characters. Well, we actually talked about that. Uh I would say if this show doesn't get canceled, there is a... 100% 100% chance Philip and Elizabeth fight. And I think yeah. that if you ask Matthew Reese and uh, shit, what's her name? Uh, Carrie, Carrie Russell. Russell yeah. That they would be very excited about that. Oh, I think so, yeah. I think that's probably something that they've already talked about internally. Probably. Uh, I w- here's, here's what I want to happen. I want this show to go into, you know, early 90s. Uh, maybe we jump ahead. Maybe the, the, the tension is still going, pages 22, and uh, we get to that point, and they're at a Halloween party. Finally comes to a head. Carrie Russell, dressed in a Chun-Li costume, mm-hmm. versus Matthew Reese, dressed in a Ken costume, <laughs> and they have a no-holds-barred drag-out fight. Okay. Uh, one, <laughs> one point I want to make is, like, I don't think that these... So, and forgive me if this is an American-centric worldview that is totally unbiased based in reality, but my understanding is one of the many things that that brought about the end of the Cold War is the fact that the United States spent, forced Russia into an unsustainable spending pattern on defense. With Star Wars, with stealth technology, with their naval buildup, with all that stuff, 
and the Russians tried to keep pace with it, and they couldn't, and it caused their co- economy to melt down. Uh, and the, the expensive war with Afghanistan, they kind of got bled by a thousand paper cuts, um, mm. and they had to open up things. If that's true, I don't think it's like the Soviet Union was a as a fully functional society system that then just went kaput and the you know the Berlin Wall fell that day. Yeah, that that would, seems like you know it would degrade their capabilities in the field years and years before that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you have to go to ninety one or eighty eight or whatever to kind of get that. Like eighty five, eighty six feels like it would be a perfectly fine breaking point for me to be believable. And honestly, okay. it feels earlier than that when this character timeline, like this Philip yeah, and Elizabeth yeah, yeah. thing, is at a breaking point right the fuck now. Wouldn't surprise me if there was a. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if at the end of the season, Philip and Elizabeth are at odds, at, at like, literally war. Yeah. And split kind of like a stand thing. I would be shocked if they weren't. Yeah. And then the I mean, then, given their characters. Then your last season arc is what, you know, which one wins and what happens to the, ch- the kids. Sure. I could buy that. I mean, how would the, how would the KG, what would the KGB do if they, like, got split? If they got a divorce? Would they order them not to have a divorce? Or would they order them so, to stay together as a couple? Like you can't do that. <laughs> sure, that's. I mean, that's not going to work because they still want Paige. Yeah. So, if, if Matthew Reese, if if Philip is committed enough to this to not allow it, there's no way he's going to stay in a household where his daughter is. A like spy. Philip moves out, and then every week it's him. Uh, I they cut my brake lines. I got to fix my brake lines before I go to work. <laughs> Uh, you know, they've wired my front door to explode. Like, it's, see, this KGB constantly trying to kill him and him outfield crafting them to survive and also keep up the divorced uh-huh. dad appearances with his daughter uh-huh. and son. And every time Paige goes out for a mission, he goes there and sabotages it somehow. <laughs> uh, just gets her out of harm's way. And she just thinks she has a series of just terrible dates, uh-huh. uh, job interviews and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, all right. Uh, that's all I got. That's all the feedback we got. If you'd like to give us more, Americans at baldmove.com. You can find us on our forums at forums.baldmove.com. Tweet at Jim at baldmove and follow us, of course, on Facebook at facebook.com slash baldmove. Uh, we'll be back for episode five next week. Until that time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Have See a you. great weekend. Uh,